So excited for you guys today. We have the owner of Wealth Dynamics, Jerry Feta. And when he decided to take sales as a career and become a sales professional, his business exploded. So he's going to go over some tips and some tactics that he uses to stay focused and blow up his business. The fact of the matter is, whether you've been in network marketing for years or just a few days, your family and friends have seen your opportunity and your phone is, as we call it, burnt. If you're anything like me, that's a scary thought. So the big question is, how do entrepreneurs like us, who love the network marketing profession, who no longer want to be that guy and are tired of convincing people during uncomfortable let's get coffee meetings where they say, what's this all about? How do we market in a way that aligns us with our dream clients and expands our network of upfront and transparent professionals, allowing us to get our time back, our families back, and gain a real passive asset. People like us who value impact over income, we deserve to see our visions once and for all. Join me in this podcast where we'll uncover just how to do that. My name is Eric Sablon. Welcome to Burnt Phone Marketing. All right, guys, welcome to Burnt Phone Marketing. Eric Sablon here. First of all, I want to thank you guys. I got the honor of actually sitting down with probably one of the, one of the most well-known guys in the wealth industry in Alaska. Um, he's actually going nationwide. He's, I'm a client of his. I've done a lot of things with him. His biggest thing is he offers three things. He wants you to make more money, multiply your money, and uh, save more money. Yeah. So that's the key to it. Uh, I just want to actually just introduce him. It's Jerry Feta. So if you haven't heard of Jerry Feta, you got to find him on Facebook. I'll post all the link the links inside the uh, the description. But Jerry, I first of all, thanks for meeting with me and thanks for sharing your story with Burnful Marketing. First off, I just want to ask you know a little bit about the backstory so the listeners know exactly kind of where you came from and what you were doing. So don't go all the way back, but just kind of when business started and what you were doing and, and maybe some of the trials that you went through starting your new business. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, so I started in business at the age of 18. So back in like 2000, I want to say I graduated high school in 2011 or 12, right? And so I always wanted to be a bodybuilder. I was in a, uh, uh, I was competing at the time. So I was a competitive bodybuilder. That was my thing. I wanted to be a personal trainer, start my own gym. And I had no intention of like, to me, business never connected with that. I thought you just go to a gym and there's clients and you train them and make money. So I worked at a gym where I was living. And at the time, like I got a job and I found out like, you know, the whole job thing, I found out it was cats. So I had no intention of business and it wasn't until I found out I was capped where I was like, all right, well, I got to figure something else out. Like I can't just make four grand a month for the rest of my life and hopefully train enough clients to make it happen. Right. So I got in financial services uh, and I started with an agency called Primerica. So it's a large insurance agency. That's where I kind of like grew up and, and got my licenses and got my training and stuff. Uh, and that's where it all took off, man. You know, now we have our company today, totally different organization. Uh, but that's kind of where my read started. So I know that you, you literally told me a story and, you know, not all businesses start off like roses. So what's really cool is you told me a story a while back about one night you were working the business super hard and you were in Minnesota. Can you kind of 
tell that story to the to the um, to the listeners because I think it will really help a lot of you guys understand that you know, like I said, not all businesses start off rosy. There's literally some work that you have to put in and some sacrifices. And this story is huge on you know how he sacrificed what he was doing to get to where he is now. Yeah, man, and there's some risks. So uh, at the time, this was probably. When was this? This was 2015. So 2015, uh, I was working my my business at the time. Uh, We were working a lot with Dave Ramsey. So I was was like, we had our office in Anchorage, but I had a territory down in in Minnesota. So basically, like, you know, people listen to Dave Ramsey's show, read the book, they're interested, and then he's like, hey, go talk to my, you know, my endorsed person in this area. So, you know, if you could get one of those territories, you know, if you worked it, instant six figures. And at the time, I was only making like 20, 30 grand. So I was like, all right, six figures if I just go down there? And they're like, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it then. So I was commuting back and forth. And this was pre-Eric, so I didn't know I could I could work with you on all the commuting and check on travel tickets and stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have hooked it up. So we were commuting down. And uh, so probably every two weeks, I'd go to Minnesota. And I remember like probably, I think it was my February or March trip. Put aside all the money to go to buy the plane ticket, had to get the rental car, had to get the hotel and plan my food and then gas. And that's pretty much like about 2500 bucks to get down there and get back up for about a week, right? Right before I go down, Lexi's car breaks. Guess what the repair bill was? 2500 2500 bucks. <laughs> so we, caught, we had all of our money set aside. We get rid of it, put it to fix the car. And so I basically charged, um, I didn't even have money to get back. I charged a one-way ticket on a credit card, a plane ticket. I got the hotel room and I got the rental car and I had five days. And so essentially like I had, my plan was I had these appointments booked, right? I had an appointment setter. They're going to book out my schedule. I'm going to go down, close a bunch of sales, save the day, get my plane ticket home and it'll be like nothing ever happened. So I go down there and like probably half my appointments canceled. And I'm not closing anything. Like, I'm supposed to be able to sit down and close business. And I wasn't closing anything. So uh, probably about the, the fourth day, the fourth or fifth day. So I had set it to where my rental car was due back. And I didn't actually bring it back because I didn't have money. And I, I couldn't go home yet because I still didn't have money for the ticket. So I had my rental car. It was overdue. Um, so I had budget rental car blowing my phone up there like, <laughs> You know, when you rent a car and don't take it back, technically that's theft. And if we don't hear from you soon, we're going to have to call the police. <laughs> so I was sitting in my hotel room. And I tell you what, Eric, this was the most ghetto hotel room ever. So, like, <laughs> the whole thing was terrible. Like, like drug deals going down in the room next to me. Uh, I sat down on the bed, on the corner of the bed the first night. Well, there was a peg missing. And so I sat down on the bed, and the whole bed flipped over on top of me. <laughs> so, like, I'm sitting in this hotel room. My room expires that next day, and it's, it's February in Minnesota, which is worse than February in Alaska. So it's negative, below zero, wind chill, humidity, the whole thing. And so basically, like, if I didn't close a deal, I would have probably been, you know, like, arrested and detained for stealing a rental car, uh, homeless, because I wouldn't have had a hotel room and no way to get back to, to Alaska. And so Lexi would just be like, where'd Jerry go? And I'd probably be, you know, in the budget detainee office or whatever they have there. <laughs> So I remember sitting in the hotel room and, like, realizing, like, soaking in my situation and realizing, like, you know, and instantly when you look at it, you're like, it's probably not going to happen. But realizing, like, oh, crap, this is probably going to happen. Like, I'm about to be out on the street with no vehicle 
and no way to get back home. And it was really sobering. So I had that moment and realizing, A, like this is real. And I had one appointment left before I had, you know, basically like nothing else on my schedule. So realizing this is real and I've got to make this appointment happen or this will happen to me. And so that was the first thought. And then the second thought was like the thought of I will never have this happen to me again. I'll never put myself in the position and I'll do anything I have to to never be in this spot ever again. And like you said, like at that point, like the romanticism of business for me went away. Right. It was about production. It was about this is the goal. And, and if you, you know, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs are just like, I'm in business, like I'm self-employed. And it's like, that doesn't mean anything, you know? No, revenue creates everything. I mean, if one of the guys told me, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And if you don't have numbers, you don't have a business. So, and that's one thing that I've noticed. And, you know, what I noticed about what you just said was, you put your back against the wall. You had one appointment. Now, Jerry Feta never has one appointment ever. In I've known him for the last. I've been working with him for the past two years, and I know for a fact that he fills his pipeline. And that's one thing that I want to talk to you about. Talk to everybody about is, and and literally talk have Jerry talk about it because his pipeline, his calendar, his everything is full. Um, you know, we we both follow Grant Cardone, and he said, if they don't know you, they don't flow you. And if there's one thing that Jerry's done is he's taken his social media, he's taken his outbound calls, he's taken everything that Grant tells him to come out of obscurity to come into the Jerry Feta Wealth Dynamics, everybody knows him in Alaska. So let's, let's, let's jump forward, fast forward yeah. to um, when this business just took off. I mean, what were the three things that you'd say that really shifted from Dave Ramsey in an apartment, I mean, in a hotel room, just worried about the next appointment, and apparently you made it out. I made it out. You made it out. Okay, Barely, good. though. I closed the deal. This was terrifying. I closed the deal, and I'm like, yes, and the client texts me the next day and starts trying to negotiate, and I'm like, dude, we can't. We like, can't. And I can't tell them, like, oh, I just Dave ramsey your finances, but you can't do this because I'll be homeless. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he made it back to Alaska. He made it back to Lexi. So fast forward to when you launched this Wealth Dynamics business, because what I love about your business is you basically take it and in one, in one sentence, you can explain to your customer what you're going to do for them. Now, I listened to a guy and he said, if you can articulate the customer's problems and explain it to him in a way that he can realize that he has the answer, you become an expert. So one thing that, that you've done is, you, and you've showed me how to do it, but one thing I'd like to talk about is like when you fast forward to this the business and tell me what you did that changed it, that made you... Wealth Dynamics and Jerry Feta that everybody in Alaska knows. I mean, every time I talk to someone, oh, I know that guy. I'm like, that's why I'm interviewing you, because he knows everybody. So what was the, the shift that turned you from basically obscurity to, you know, five appointments in Minneapolis that somebody else booked for you to the guy that everybody knows in Alaska through social media, through Instagram, through YouTube, through all of the, the channels, what was the shift? What, what happened? 
Yeah, I mean, so the first answer, and they're not going to like the answer, but you and I both know what the answer is. <laughs> I committed to being a sales professional. Right. So when I stopped, like, when I stopped trying to be, like, a technician, like, oh, I'm a really good financial advisor that nobody knows about, but I'm very skilled. Like, when I got out of that mindset, and it's like, you know, doing your job, you should do that anyways. Like, anyone can be just really good at numbers, and nobody knows who they are. So when I committed to... You know, my real job is to be known and acquire clients. That's when things really shifted. So that's when I committed to, like, personal development and study. And, and really the one that people miss is drilling. Like, actually, like, not practicing on a customer. Like, practicing on my own to figure out how do I make this thing work. Um, that's really what changed things for me from the get-go. And then it was just kind of like an evolution from there, right? So I was like, hey, I want to be a professional salesperson. I don't have anyone to sell to. So I need to go fill my pipeline. That's a big problem. Yeah, that's, that's a huge problem. Like, I can't just, like, sell myself. Like, that's how Enron went out of business. You can't just buy things from yourself. So, you know, like, I, I started looking at, all right, well, my pipeline is empty. And then I started learning about, well, my pipeline is empty because no one knows who I am. And the reason no one knows who I am is because I don't promote myself. I don't talk about myself. Because I was told, like, I, was, I grew up, like, not classic middle class, hardcore middle class right like sit still don't say that never brag never talk about money never talk about strangers like everything we grew up with was like rote so i had to like deal with all that like that was the way i was conditioned to think and operate and so i had to like start getting out of my shell doing live streams if you go back and look at some of my live streams all the way back to like 2013 or 14 terrible but i was doing them right i knew i had to and and just going back to live streams, like guys, publishing is the key to being known. I mean, once you create something that you can publish, a platform that you can publish on, you'll notice that people start to respond to you. And one of the things that I learned is, you're not if you try to please everybody, you're going to please nobody. So draw the line in the sand, and that's that's one thing that I know that Jerry's done is he's literally drawn the line in the stand, sand and said. This is where I stand and this is where I'm going. Come with me or not. Either way, this is where we're going. And, um, you know, after you shifted the business, after you filled the pipeline, what would be one of the nuggets that you'd say besides drilling, besides, I mean, drilling is a huge nugget. And a lot of you guys don't understand uh, what drilling is. Can so we explain that? Really yeah, quick? let's 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 run through drilling because so, that's huge. So drilling is like, because a lot of people have the scripts. And what's the first thing that a new salesperson says when you hand them the script? Oh, I don't like scripts. I don't like the script. The script is weird. It sounds awkward because you've never done it before. Like, of course, it's going to be that way. So you've got two options. Either continue to be creative, which creativity kills the business. You need to have proven systems. Or, you know, you can drill, which is what we're talking about. Or you can practice on your customers, which is a terrible idea. Which is not a good idea because any... We're in basketball season right now. We're in hockey season. Trust me, they're not practicing on their opponents. They're, they practice every single day. If you want to be a professional at anything, you need to practice. And that's one of the big things that, as a salesperson or as an entrepreneur, that we're practicing on our clients. Practice with somebody that, I mean, what would, what would you say? Practice with somebody that... Somebody that actually will treat it like it's real. Like, cause when I first started doing like role play and drilling, it was like jokey. You know right. what I mean? Like I would say funny things and try and get the guy to laugh, and it really wasn't like you need to to simulate a real engagement. Right. So that's really what role play is: simulating a real engagement in your own time. 
Mm. And if you don't have a person, use your phone, use a mirror, like stare at the wall, whatever you got to do. But if you're not like, like if you have a script, if you're not practicing the script to where it's just like second nature, you're losing like tons of business. I can't even like quantify how much, how much someone is losing if they're not doing that. That was a big nugget that you gave me about a year ago. I actually didn't have anyone to practice with and I literally just practiced every morning on my phone. And it, it, it's amazing how when you look at yourself and you see what you're doing and you make an adjustment and then you try it on a real client because you know exactly what's going to happen and you can predict what's gonna, what they're going to say, how awesome and how quickly you can close the sale. So any more on drilling? I think that's it. So okay. drilling, like you got you to drill. So that's, okay. that's what we want, we want to get across to these guys. Yeah, so big drilling. So now, now that where you're at right now, you're scaling the business, you're growing it on the internet and social media. What would be a nugget that you'd give to the audience that says, you know what, here's what I'd recommend if you're starting or if you're kind of doing, you already got a podcast or you've got some publishing, what would be the nugget that you'd give them to help them with social media? Yeah, so like the first gradient, and this is like the first stable thing that I operate with, your income is directly correlated to the amount of people you have to communicate to and the amount of times you communicate to them. Initially, it has nothing to do with quality. It's all quantity. So if you're like, like I've heard people that are like social media experts here locally and we're in Alaska, so it is kind of a time machine. Right. But I've heard people that are like, oh yeah, post, you know, once every three or four days, make sure it's really good. And it's like, dude, like I didn't even see it. You posted once, I scrolled, that crap was gone. Right. So, like, a lot of times, like, especially here in Anchorage, if you were like, hey, do you know Jerry? You probably hear two opinions. Like, yeah, I know him. Or, like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Because I outflow so hard. Right. I'm filling up. Like, we probably, just on my social media, we probably do about a 1,000 posts a week. A 1,000 a week. Do you hear that, guys? A 1,000 posts a week. And it's, it's funny because it's not just, like, all Facebook. It's every single channel that he could go on. I know every single day he does a quick Facebook Live and one of the cool things is is he'll take that Facebook Live and he'll repurpose it for YouTube. So boom, that's two, that's literally two right off the bat with one, with one, um, one activity. One activity. Yeah. And I just gave him a, a tip on another one. We're going to hit it with the IGTV. So watch out. There's a you there's guys three. ain't seen nothing yet. So yeah, I mean like outflow, you have to just like get over the what are people going to think? Does it look good? Like, no one cares. They're not going to see it. It's going to be gone in six seconds, and it'll be in the next post. So if you're not, pro like, like present, top of mind, like, no one's going to do business with you. And then the second thing is, like, repurposing content. That's the big secret. Like, if somebody saw my content, and you know the strategy, you can be like, oh, yeah, all of this stemmed from this article. Yes. And you'd be like, all right, Jerry wrote the article, then did a video about the article, then created an infographic about the article, then sent it on an email campaign, and it's all the same. And that's really, like what good promotion is like public relations experts they take one event and they freaking milk it they right go over and over and over on the same thing and then they try and recreate the same thing because it's easier than finding a new thing to always talk about yeah repurposing is huge and 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 if you're not repurposing i would say um sometimes you may have to hire it out but if you know like i like i say in all of my all of my video all of my podcasts it's 
Literally, if you don't have the resources, you got to be resourceful. So that mean, may mean you have to learn a little bit about repurposing some of the stuff. And there's apps and all that stuff everywhere so you could learn. Um, but the last thing I want to ask you is um, you've been super successful. You're, prob you're, you're having one of the best years ever. Last year you had a phenomenal year. We, we had a goal to bring 50 people to an event in Miami with Grant Cardone, and we crushed it, we, we hit it, it. Yeah. we killed it. So, what would be the one thing, and I've asked every single one of my uh, guests, what's the one thing about your business, positive and negative, that keeps you up at night? The one thing about my business, so you want one of each. Yeah, That's positive a good one. That's a good question. Um, so, like, positive, like... So, so really it's everything. So I'm like a, like I'm an obsessive personality, so I never turn the business off. Um, so that always is like 24 seven going on in my head. Um, positive is just like the next opportunity. Like I always think about like, what's the next thing? Uh, there's never a finish line. There's never a checkpoint. Like, like I had a guy the other day, he's like, other than business, like, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, that's what I do for fun. Like it's business. Like there, we watched a, a Joe Weider uh, movie like two or three weeks ago, and like I could really relate to that. The guy literally was like, "That's all he did." Literally, right. it's not like it's not like motivational. Like if you studied Jerry and you followed Jerry around, you would find out that's literally all I do. Um, so that's really like the next thing, right? I'm always thinking about what's the next opportunity. How are you going to scale? How are you going to scale? How are you going to yeah. scale the next thing? I mean, and, and and guy, I don't mean to cut you off, Jerry, but guys, think about that. He, 100% of the time he's thinking about his business because in the last episode that I talked about is that find, your, find what you're passionate about because when you're passionate about it, you're going to be able to talk, to about, talk about it, you're going to be able to sell it, and it's never going to get boring. I mean, think about your wife. Think about your girlfriend. Think about someone you love, someone that you really care about. If it gets boring, it's not your true passion. So find something that you're passionate about and helping people... I've seen it. Helping people is one of Jerry's passions. Getting paid is Jerry's passion too, but helping people is also one of his passions. And, you know, so back to it, that, that's an awesome answer. What would be the, the negative? On the negative, man. So, like, and again, it's almost the flip side. So because I'm an obsessive personality, I'm always looking for, I call them out points, like, like departures from what it should really look like. So, like, I nitpick, like, I'll always be, like, studying, and I can see in my head, like, all right, we do this, we do this, we do this, this thing is not going on the way we need to, ha need to have it happen, and I'll always find those. Uh, and for me, it's just, like, like a game, right? For other people, like, it probably feels like, like they're being attacked. They're, like, everything's cool, and then Jerry just, like, hey, what's up with this? <laughs> so, like, that's probably, like, on the negative side, it's, like, looking for things I can correct, and again, it goes back to because I'm always looking for the next. So if the goal is like constant, you know, upward, you know, mobility, we're continuing to grow. If there's something out that's going to hold us back, I have to be able to detect that. And so that's really like when I'm scanning in my head all the time, like what's the business going to do next? Like where, where are we being held back? That really is it. So like right now, you know, looking at, at you know, how do we scale our, our company? So like on the negative side, you know, on the positive side, we're killing it online. We're doing great. We're having a great year. Right. Uh, on the negative side, it's like, all right, the biggest thing for me now is people. How do I find a person who can handle the intensity of working with me and actually enjoy it? 
because we've we've burned I'll tell you what dude we, you've seen it we've burned out so many people that they come in and it's not a regular job it's not it's not and but what I've seen is you've groomed so many people to be successful mm-hmm. like they couldn't handle what they got here but every nugget that you taught them they grew out and they grew their business at their kind of their level because if you've ever seen what what Jerry does he's if you follow Grant Cardone, you Jerry's exactly like that. He literally outbound calls, uh, stats, everything. I, I remember one time I sat down with him and we were doing some some training. Fifteen minutes on a on a timer. How many calls can you make in fifteen minutes? And it was, it it was tough. I mean, it was one of those tough things. But I leaned into it. I kind of worked on it, and it was amazing how much you can do in fifteen minutes um, when you're boss or manager is right there asking you after the 15 minutes is over where we at what's the numbers what's the stats so that the phenomenal interview Jerry thank you the last thing that I'd want to ask you is if there's one thing that um, you could give one nugget that you could give to the audience um, what would it be I I think one of the biggest ones that you do is is stats and knowing your numbers. But you know, coming from you, what would be the biggest nugget? Like if there was, if you were closing out a stage, and it was the last thing that you wanted them, the audience, to remember. What is it, and what's the nugget? So, my thing, and it like for me, it's because it clicks so well. My nugget would be like literally attempt to save forty percent of your gross income. And I know it sounds like the responsible answer, but realize when you like when you commit to something like that, and you know about like the sacred account. So right. when you commit to like, hey, I'm going to put away forty percent of my gross, that forces you. You've just created a very dangerous situation. Like imagine having a forty percent credit card bill, or a forty percent mortgage. Like you're screwed. It forces you into production. So when you make decisions like that, that that pull you forward, like hey, I'm going to save forty percent of my income and commit to it. Like, you kind of get freaked out, and you have a decision to make on, I'm either going to quit, or I'm going to really push and, and step up. Because you're always going to step up. You have the capacity. So that, that would be my nugget, is literally, like, don't write it off. Don't scapegoat go to it. Don't say, that's not for me. I don't make enough. That's the problem. You don't make enough. This is going to fix that problem. Save 40% of your income. And by doing that, it pulls your income up. But also by doing that, you can actually become an investor and build wealth and get freedom, which is really why anyone would become an entrepreneur. We want freedom. Everybody says, everybody talks about the time freedom. Everybody talks about the, um, the passive income. They all talk about that. But what Jerry said is literally take 40%, put your, put your back against the wall, commit yourself to that. And when the opportunities come, if you've been saving 40% of your income, guess what? You'll be able to jump at those opportunities and not even think about it. And when I say opportunities, I think investments or stuff like that not you know the next business or something like that i'm talking about like an investment that 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 really will capitalize on growing your wealth so jerry thank you for taking the time out where can uh i'm gonna post it in the uh in the description but where can they find you give me give me three destinations where they can find you i know just so you know guys it'll be on facebook It'll be on uh, Instagram. You'll have his links there. Reach out to him. Where can they find you um, on 
two platforms. Yeah, I mean, so Instagram is probably where you're gonna you're gonna find me the best. Just at Jerry Feta. Uh, you can follow me on on Facebook as well. Uh, friend request me Jerry Feta, uh, or you can go to my website uh, JerryFeta.com. And if you go there, I got a free book for you that I'm gonna give you. There you go. So yeah, Jerry just read a, read a book. We're I'm actually gonna post the link there for the free book, guys. All you do is pay shipping and. Let's 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 be honest. A book that could change the way that you see saving and income for less than fifteen dollars shipped, you can't beat it. I mean, you'd spend more on lunch on that. So, guys, thank you. I appreciate it, Jerry. Thank you for jumping on. Yeah, thank it's you. It's super exciting, and I look forward to doing this again, maybe. And uh, remember, drill, save. And reach out to Jerry. All right, guys. Thank you. I know that network marketing can be tough sometimes. Being that outcast, seeing that vision that nobody else sees. So what I did for you guys is I put together a summit of some of the top income earners in network marketing for free at www.burntphonechallenge.com forward slash summit. This summit's going to help you with belief It's going to help you with strategy and it's going to help you with the steps to help you grow your business. So enjoy the free training and I'll see you on the next podcast.